You're listening to the My Happy Mind Conversations podcast, where we talk all about how you can build your child's resilience, self-esteem, and happiness. I'm your host, Laura Earnshaw, the founder of My Happy Mind, and I am totally dedicated to helping you become the best parent or carer that you can be. We're proudly impacting over half a million children now in our programs in schools, nurseries, and homes. And today, I'm going to be sharing some of those tips with you. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Happy Mind Conversations. It has been a little while since I have released a series of podcast episodes, just quite frankly, because we've been so busy bringing schools and nurseries and families into our programs that I haven't really had a minute. But I am back and I am really excited to be sharing a new series of podcasts with you to really explore some of the critical things that I'm hearing our schools talk about and our families talk about right now. So I really hope that this series is going to help you to tackle some of the things that I know are on the minds of many. Today's episode is all focused around facing tricky times, because let's be honest, that's what we're all doing right now. You know, as if the pandemic wasn't enough, hot on its heels came the cost of living crisis and of course the war in Ukraine. And these things are not simple things that happen and can be resolved. They linger, they hang around. And we all know that the cost of living crisis is not going to be going away anytime soon and nor is the war. And so what that's creating is this grand sense of uncertainty, this real sense of not knowing what's going to happen. And as a result of that, it's creating this kind of collective anxiety whereby parents, teachers, head teachers, and of course our little ones have this underlying sense of uncertainty and anxiety. And it's really tricky. And the reality is it can be really tricky to know how to deal with it. So what I wanna dive into today is some really simple strategies around how you might approach this conversation, how you might deal with the fact that we are sat in all of this uncertainty. And of course, we're still recovering from the pandemic. So one of the things that I think is really interesting to just sit back and reflect on is the fact that the media now is obsessed with cost of living crisis. It's kind of moved on from the pandemic, but from a mental health perspective, the recovery from the pandemic is, is almost only just beginning. You know, when it comes to seeing the effect of the pandemic in terms of mental health, we're seeing that play through in schools. We're seeing children have um, less development around areas like speech and language than they would have done had it not been for the pandemic. We're seeing greater levels of anxiety. We're seeing extended and growing waitlist times for services like CAMS and others that support children who are struggling. All of this is on the back of COVID. And now we're faced with this new cost of living crisis in the war, and that too is gonna create a whole load of impacts that we may not feel for a little bit of time. And so there's a lag between an event happening and the effects of that event playing through. And so what's really important is that we're thinking about both as teachers and as parents and carers, we're thinking about how do we minimize that impact? Because there will be an impact, none of us are immune from it. 
but it's about saying, okay, how do I approach this topic or approach these topics in such a way that I'm going to minimize the impact on my child? And that's where I want to focus the conversation today. And one of the reasons I think this is so important is that often what we do, and it's kind of a, um, a human response, is that we seek to protect, right? So whether you're a teacher or you're a parent or a carer, um, we seek to protect children, almost to guard them from the reality so they don't have to deal with it. But here's the thing. One, they will pick up on your stress and anxiety anyway, and you can't guard them from that even if you think you are doing. And two, they will be hearing about it and picking up on it even when you don't realize. And so actually the best thing we can do is in an age appropriate way, have the conversation with our children. So one of the things that parents often say to me is, but Laura, I do, I, I don't talk to them about cost of living crisis. They've got no idea about bills. They've, you know, they're not aware of that stuff, but they might be because kids are incredibly intuitive and kids are incredibly intuitive and kids are able to pick up on things that you don't think they're going to pick up on. For example, let's say you're having a conversation with your partner or with a colleague and you say, oh, I was thinking of ordering something, whether it's for the house or for school. And you say, oh, I just think we should wait a few months given everything that's going on. You might think that's a flippant comment, but actually that's something that a child would pick up on and potentially have some worry around. So just because you might not be talking about it in front of them, it doesn't mean they're not picking up that there's some challenges or some stresses around a topic. So just keep that in mind. And so my, my advice is, or, or the strategy I want to share with you today is just around jumping into a conversation, ask them how they feel and let what they tell you guide your response. So if you gently probe around how they're feeling about, um, I don't know, uh, you know, you could gently probe around, have you been talking about what's happening in Ukraine at school? That would be a great question to talk about. And they might say, no, or they might say, yeah, actually we have actually there's some refugees in our school. Then you can let that guide your conversation. You could maybe ask them some more open questions like, how do you feel about that? And then how they respond to those open questions is going to give you really good insight into what support they might need. If they don't seem to have any idea about it, they don't seem to have any worry about it, then it's okay to leave it. But giving them the space and giving them the opportunity to talk about it if they want to is really important. And it's something that many don't do because they're trying to protect. They're trying to put a kind of a wall around their child so they don't get impacted by it. We've got to make sure we do that exploration piece to give them that space to be able to talk about how they're feeling. Now, this isn't to push it on them if they're not worried about it. We don't want to create worries that weren't there originally, but it is important to give them that space because if that space isn't created they might end up bottling it up and that's where problems can come right because they create their own truth things can get catastrophized in their little minds and all of a sudden it's a much bigger deal than it needed to be so creating the space for them to have the conversation with you is really really important whether it's about cost of living or ukraine or any of these um big issues that are happening and then when they share their feelings, if they do, if they say, oh, I'm, I'm sad about it, or I'm worried about it, or I'm scared about it, the next thing that's really important to do is to acknowledge their feelings. So acknowledge that 
you can understand why they feel like that or acknowledge that feeling and maybe even say, I feel some of that too, and that's okay. One of the best things we can do to support children is help them to build their emotional literacy. And what I mean by that is help them to be able to notice and articulate different emotions. And on the back of that, we can then teach them how to deal with and manage those emotions. Often what happens is we think that bad emotions or negative emotions are things that we should stay away from. So sometimes if a child is worried, worried about something, we might find ourselves saying, oh, don't worry, or don't be sad, or don't cry. But actually, it's okay for them to have that emotion. Emotions are normal. And we definitely don't want to dissuade them from being open about their emotions, because if we do that, then they'll bottle things up. It's really healthy for them to talk about all emotions, the good ones and the not so good ones. And it's really healthy for them to be able to articulate how they feel and then learn strategies to manage them. So acknowledging their feelings after you've created that space for them to talk about their feelings is a really important step. It validates for them that what they're feeling is okay, that it's normal. And that then encourages them to continue in that dialogue with you on other topics as well. The next stage is to simply reassure them where you can. So if, for example, they say, mummy, I'm worried that we're not going to be able to eat this winter, reassure them on the strategies you're going to put in place to make sure that that won't be the case for your family or for a child maybe that comes to you in school. So reassuring them in an appropriate way. Let them know that it's under control. Let them know that you have a plan. It's also really, really important. And then last but not least, be really intentional about managing their media exposure. It's really easy for us to do things like leave things, leave the news on, on the TV, right? And think, oh, they won't listen to it. They're not interested. But for them to pick things up on the news. It's really interesting how sometimes children will listen into adult conversations when we think they're not. We think they're sat playing on advice or they're sat playing with their toys. Actually, they're listening in. So being really conscious of managing media and conversational exposure is another strategy I would really encourage you to think about as we navigate through these difficult times. So there you have it. Three simple steps to help you to help your child navigate these different emotions. Let's just do a quick recap to make sure that you've got them. So the first step is to talk about it, explore how they feel, probe for how they're feeling and let that guide your response. The second step, acknowledge those feelings, validate those emotions and let them know that they're okay. The third step, reassure them when you can. Make that appropriate, make that truthful, make that relevant but make sure you reassure them. And then last but not least, a little bonus tip for you, making sure that you are managing their exposure so that you're managing what they're hearing. That's gonna really help them too. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope it's given you some food for thought. As always, I would love to hear your feedback. Share this podcast with someone that you think will enjoy it. If you can give it a little review as well, that's always really helpful for us. And I'll look forward to being back soon with another episode. So take care. And bye for now. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the My Happy Mind Conversations podcast. 
If you liked what you heard, please leave a review and a comment below. And I'll be back next week with more science-backed secrets to building happy and resilient children. Don't forget, you can come and follow me at My Happy Mind on Facebook and Instagram. Take care.